Dub ED Squad. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of ED Squad After Dark. Y'all already know what we're gonna get into today. We're gonna get into our mental health check-in. Then we're gonna get into our celebrity gossip and tea. And then we're going to wrap it up with our WWE recaps and news. So stay tuned, stay locked. We'll be back right after this. So let's get into our mental health check-in. So I've been gone for a week. We didn't have the ep- new episode last week. I'm telling you guys, I have been exhausted. Understatement. Very, very big understatement. Um, so I had to take a week off. I did not want to. There was a lot of stuff going on last week. But I kind of had to, um, for my own uh, mental health, my own just health in general. Um, But I'm back, and I'm doing good. I'm feeling good, Um, way more energized. Um, I hope you guys are doing good and feeling good as well. Um, Mentally, I'm doing good. Hasn't really been anything crazy these last couple weeks. Um, But what I will say is that um, it's about to be summertime. It's getting warmer out. The sun is shining more. The weather has been absolutely amazing. So um, that's definitely helping me, you know, get up and start my day and feel a little bit more good because, you know, the rain and the clouds and all of that stuff, that can definitely affect how we see the day, how we feel throughout the day, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But um, this weather definitely has been helping my mood and my... um just my temperament in general. Um, So with that being said, I just want to leave you guys. It's not going to be a long mental health check-in. I just want to let you guys know that it is, like I said, warmer, nice uh, weather. It's going to get even warmer as the weeks go on. So my advice to you guys that are feeling like you guys are in a slump, feeling like you guys are not... Uh, just not doing good, go out, enjoy the weather, go to the park. If you have a dog, take your dog out for a walk. Your dog will love it just as much as you will. Um, go out with your families. Uh, like I said, warmer weather, beaches, uh, public pools, all of that stuff is coming. So, you know, just... Take some time out. I know we have busy schedules. I know we have busy lives. And I know we have a million things to do. But, you know, take a day. Take a couple hours. Go take a walk. And I promise you, you will feel 
so much better with this amazing weather. Um, and that's pretty much it. So we're going to take a small little break and then we're going to get into this celebrity gossip and the celebrity news. So stay tuned, stay locked. We'll be back right after this. And we are back. So I'm not going to get into a lot of topics from last week because we will be here all day. And y'all already know I really can't stand <laughs> filming episodes two hours or more. Um, so we're not going to be here forever. But there are a few topics that happened last week that I do want to um, go through. Um, it's in like y'all already know how I give it up. It being no particular order. It, it, <laughs> but um, first things first. Let's talk about the Met Gala. So the Met Gala was last week. Um, how did y'all feel? Did y'all like <laughs> uh the looks? Did y'all like uh who is y'all favorite celebrity look? Um, I'm gonna be keep. I'm gonna keep it honest and real with y'all because y'all already know that's all I know how to do. Um, the Met Gala really wasn't given. It, it it wasn't given. Like a lot of people came to that Met Gala either um not on theme, or if they were on theme, it was it, it just it it wasn't given. It wasn't. That's why I wasn't really um gung-ho or like rushing to do like a met gala special episode because usually i do like uh my dudes don't um regarding like the met gala and the red carpets i do it on my youtube channel but this year i was just like my whole video would be full of don'ts because it's literally a handful of people that i thought were on theme enslaved um but let's go through a couple of people um let me pull up my pictures so i'm gonna talk about the people that i did like first okay and then i'm gonna talk about the people that really stood out to me that i just could not deal with um so my like so vanessa hudgens Vanessa, Vanessa, Vanessa. Sis came and she slayed. She looked it amazing. The dress she had looked it. It was just like sis came and she did the damn thing. Um, before and before I get into the looks, um, I believe the theme was gilded uh glamour. So, what is Gilded Glamour? Anything, like, from the Gilded Age. So, it's a lot of, like, body armor, a lot of, like, metallics, um, that kind of type of thing. Like, if you know what the Gilded Age was, then you kind of understand where it was going. And then the Glamour is, like, the Gilded Glamour is just, like, the Gilded Age, like, on steroids. So being unique and coming out with different types of um, dresses and looks and stuff like that. In a Met Gala, 
for me is a chance to kind of like experiment with different things, but be on theme. And a lot of people were not on theme this year. Like, I don't know if they thought this is what Gilded Glamour looked like, or if they just was like, fuck it. I'm going to come to the Met Gala wearing any and whatever the fuck I want because I'm a celebrity and I got invited to this thing. I don't know. But it, it just was a lot of people that were not on theme. Um, Vanessa's outfit um, or dress, I wouldn't say it was a 100% on theme, but there were elements of the gilded and the glamour, especially the way women were dressed. It was, it was it, it, honestly, to keep it a buck, Sis's dress and Sis's look um, was more on theme than a lot of y'all faves. So y'all can take that for however you want it. But like I said, I thought Vanessa looked it absolutely stunning. Um, another person that I really enjoyed was Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. Like, first of all, y'all know, Black Excellence live for them um and she just looked it amazing i just loved it the metallic i loved it the uh the red i looked like like some type of a uh flower and, and then the train it just looked it to me it, it just looked it really good and Dwayne being on her shoulder like they just looked it good together uh gabrielle rarely misses for me um, and this is my opinion. Before I even get into the rest of these looks, these are my opinions. If you thought your fave looked it the fuck good, have at it. But for me, in my opinions, this is what it is. Um, so like I was saying with Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade, they just always compliment each other. They always like they just Ugh, they always just look good together, and I, I I live for it. Speaking of couples, Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats. Alicia looked it amazing. I, I loved it, her dress. I even loved it, the, like, cape that she had with um the whole silhouette of New York City. Because, you know, if you don't know nothing about Alicia Keys, this is going to rep New York City to the death of her. Okay? And, 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 and period. Like, I'm from New York, so I get it. I'm not from the city area, but I'm from New York, so I get it. I understand it. Um, But Swiss Beats, on the other hand, I get, like, y'all, like, for the men, I, and it's more so, like, the rappers, I, I get that some of y'all are not really fashion gurus, like, y'all not really in that life, but... Swiss didn't do it for me. And Swiss didn't do it for me because I, it just looked at tacky standing up against, you know, Alicia Keys, who looked at like absolutely amazing and was like really dressed. I even liked the, I liked the, her dress. Like I love, like I said, the metallic. It was a nice form fitting dress. It, it just looked, she just looked at amazing. Um, and uh, y'all already know Alicia really don't do all of the makeup. So fresh face. The hair looked it amazing. Like, she just looked it amazing. And just standing next to Swiss Beats, who it looked like he really didn't give a fuck. 
like to me like the baseball cap the shades the uh letterman jacket like it just looked tacky like we're at the met gala we're not at the bet awards we're not at like the grant like we're not at these award shows like come on like step y'all shit up and then I'm a, I'm dragging y'all y'all faves because a lot of y'all faves that came here looking a fucking mess, they've been to events like this. Like they've been in a game for a minute. And a lot of them just gave me lazy. They gave me last minute, they gave me lazy, and they gave me just I don't care. And I, I I'm sorry, but Swiss them two looked as a couple paired. It, it wasn't given like it wasn't given at all so if we're gonna start off with the the don'ts swiss beats is definitely on that list and like i said alicia looked at amazing another person that i really enjoyed was lizzo i was like in awe not so much of her dress i really didn't like the the like cut the the cut in the middle, like I, I didn't really like that. But first, it was on theme because it looked like her, her dress was like some type of like, um, some type of like shapewear or something like. Like it gave that like armor gilded type of look. And then the choker, it like, if it wasn't for that split, I would have gave Lizzo a little bit more. But that split in the dress really didn't do it for me. But what I really lived for on Lizzo's, I, I loved it, her hair. I, lo I, I just loved it, her, like, she just looked amazing. And I loved it, her um, her her jacket or a coat or whatever you want to call her overgarment. Like, I loved it. I loved it, the details. I loved it. I just loved it, the color. I loved it. Um, so shout out to Lizzo. Shout out to her. Um Moving on to my uh, faves, Cardi B. Cardi B. One thing I have to say, like, and child, y'all be mad, but Cardi's style team, her makeup, like, her whole glam team rarely ever misses like they know how to dress this girl they know how to style her hair her makeup her nail like they know how to have cardi looking like an a plus celebrity that she is and she came in with uh donatella versace she was wearing versace that and it gave gilded armor, like just like the details. If you go and look at the pictures of the detailing of the dress, it, 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 it she just she she just did she did it. She really did her thing. Donatella's dress looked it amazing as well. Um, I loved it the color on Donatella's dress. Um, and then like the it like it's just. When you see it up close, when you look at up close pictures and you look at the detail, Versace did their thing with Cardi. Shout out to uh, Cardi. Um, another person that I really enjoyed was Blake Lively. I think she also was in Versace as well. Um, just the whole theatrics. And that's what I love also about the Megala is that 
you know, the looks and then the, the actress. Like, it, it reminds me of, um, I think it was Billy Porter that one year who came in and then he, like, unveiled. Like, I love that type. I love that stuff. And like I said, Blake Lively looked it amazing. Uh, I loved it. The Statue of Liberty uh, reference. It just, And then she, I loved it. The colors. I enjoyed her outfit. I, I I enjoyed her dress. I, I really did. Um, and like I said, with the men, it really was, it really, like, I loved it, the, the nods to, um, I loved it, the nods to um, Mr. Tally um, and his passing. I loved it, the nods that a lot of the men did. Um, but there really wasn't that many men that really was hitting it for me um, that I've seen. Maybe there was a couple that I didn't see, but for the most part, a lot of them really wasn't given. Um, a little, uh, I wouldn't say a hit or miss or anything, but just a, a little shout out to Jack Carlo. I loved it, his uh, suit. He looked very dapper in that. Um, shout out to him. Um, and like I said, it was literally like a handful of looks that I personally enjoyed. Now, let's get into these looks that I, I just, I, I can't deal. I, I can't. First off, SZA. I don't know if SZA got the memo of Gilded Like, it's giving me... It's one of these music, one of these Missy music videos. I think it was either Get Your Freak On or Minuteman. It might be, it might be Minuteman. Um, it is, it's, it's, remember, <laughs> remember the actress who plays Nisi Shar Jackson in the hat and out, like, it's, it's, it's giving Wild Wild West meets, I, I, child, I don't know. It, it just, it wasn't given. And, and, and SZA, you've been in this game for a minute now. Like, I can't give you no more passes. I, I, I just can't. Like, at first it was like, okay, she's new. She'll get her she'll get her style, this, that, and the third. But she's been in the game for too long now. Like, sis, th- th- this was a, it was a mess. It was a fucking mess. Moving on to messes. <laughs> Lala. Lala has an amazing body. She looks ama- like like she is amazing. Like, but that the the look was not given. It was given uh, quinceanera. It was given. It, it, it just it it wasn't given to me. It, it just the cuts. It was the hat. And a lot of these looks, it's these fucking hats that's really killing y'all. Like, y'all, I don't know if y'all think in these hats is not elevate the look. A lot of the times. The hats were not elevating shit. And I, I just wasn't feeling it. It was an amazing color. I love the maroon. I love, like, I, I like the color, but the cut and, and just the way the dress was fitted, it, it just given King Sieta. Like, I, that's all I can say. It, it just wasn't given to me. Um, Meg. Oh, Megan, 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 Megan. <sighs> 
like I wanna like really go off on Megan, but she's still kind of a little bit new in this like fashion and red carpet looks and stuff, and the Met Gala and stuff. So I'll, I'm gonna be a little bit easy on her this year, but she better not show up next year or the years uh, in the future looking looking crazy like this, because this granted. She got the gilded armor. She like I it's definitely giving gilded glamour. But the cut of the dress, the like the shoulder pads it's 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 not giving. I'm I'm sorry. Maybe and and then a lot of the times I also got to put into perspective that a lot of the times dresses might not look the best photographed versus being in person and seeing their look. Now, this dress, probably if I seen it in person, it probably would give, but photogenically, it's just not given to me. Um, Sorry, Meg. I'll be really trying to give Meg something. Sierra. Now, I love Sierra. Y'all know I love me some CC. Girl, like, we've seen this look on you. Not, like, specific, but we've seen this look on you. Not the identical same dress, not the identical same hair and makeup, but we've seen this kind of look on you before. The Met Gala is about taking chances, about stepping out your comfort zone and stepping outside of the box and creating a art piece. Um, and Cece didn't give that. Like, I can see her wear this at the Grammys. I can see this her wearing this at the BET Award. Like, I can see her wearing this on a red carpet other than the Met Gala. And I would say... And in that case, I would say, Riri, you sickening. You, I mean, excuse me, Cece, you sickening. You look good. Like, and she do. Like, I'm not saying she don't. But in this case, in this case, I <laughs> Met Gala, not really feeling it. Um, Moving on, the Kardashians. <laughs> All of them Kardashians looked at a fucking mess. Everything from the mother on down, they all looked at a mess. All of them. Now, what I would give Chloe is that her hair looked amazing and her makeup was like tea. But the dress and then the rest of the look, leave me alone. And I get it. Y'all were saying uh, Kylie was giving tribute to one of the desi a designer that passed away. Bitch, this is not a wedding. Like it's giving wedding dress, and then to add the hat on. Leave me alone. Has nothing to do with gilded glamour at all. Then Courtney, I don't even know what the fuck she was wearing. Like. I I'm still kind of confused at what sister's wearing. I, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. And then Kylie, uh, I said Kylie Kendall. 
and then Chris, like they just all looked at a mess. They all looked at a mess. I'm sorry. Like they did not give this year. I have to be honest and I have to be real about it. They did not give. And Kim didn't either. Kim literally came and she thought because she was wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress that that was enough. No, 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 girl. The dress really wasn't even giving Gilded Glamour one. Then two, the slick, the bun, I, I, leave me alone. The And then the stripper heels. I, like, where where do y'all think y'all was going? I, I Like, I'm literally confused as to where y'all thought y'all was going. Like, it, it's beyond me. It's beyond me. Um, and, and Chris, sis, look, uh, leave me alone. They just looked in a mess. They all looked in a hot ass mess. Um, moving on. And I think I have one more person that I, Nicki Minaj. Let's talk about Nicki Minaj. Nicki has been in this game for 10 plus years at this point. Nikki is Nick is Nikki Minaj. So when I'm thinking Met, I think I'm thinking that Nikki is going to come and shut these bitches the fuck down. Because there has been years where she has come to the Met Gala and she has done that. Shut these bitches down. This year she looked at a fucking mess. First off, she wasn't even on theme. And and, and I love how the Barb's is really trying to uh, reach with the themes that they thought she was she was given but she wasn't given none of those um at all it was ill form it was ill fitting like her she had to keep pulling up her boobs because her boobs are big and the cups were small so she had to keep doing that sis was out of breath going up the the uh red carpet she and then the hat she looked at a mess. I'm I'm sorry. I have to be honest, especially because if anybody else would have showed up in that outfit, y'all would have been dragging them from here to China. So for me, a Nicki Minaj, 10 plus years, A-list celebrity showing up in this outfit, leave me alone. She did not eat. She did not eat at all, at all. Like, it's not, it was like the feather, it was like a feather shirt with like, with the train and all of that extra shit. And then like some leather pants and some leather heels and then the hat. Leave me, leave me alone. She, she didn't eat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nicki Minaj, she didn't eat. And that's pretty much it of my, 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 like I said. It really wasn't, it really wasn't given this year. And I'm kind of disappointed because I love the Met Gala. I love looking at all of the looks and everything. And I just like seeing everybody look good. But, mm mm. Nah, 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 nah. But if there are looks that I did not mention and you guys want me to, talk about let me know hit me up in my um social medias at Eli just knows that everything um we're gonna take a small break and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna get into the rest of this gossip and tea so stay tuned stay locked we'll be back right after this 
And we are back. All right, y'all. So let's get into this tea. So first things up, Young Thug and Gunna among 28 people indicted on 56 counts. Charges include murder, armed robbery, and more. So they're hit, they're, they hit these people with a RICO. A RICO. A RICO. Which is all about um, gang affiliation and uh, doing uh, organized crime through a gang. You know, like I said, with murder, armed robbery, extortion, all of that extra stuff. Um, a lot of things have been going on <laughs> with this story. I'm not, y'all already know who I am with niggas, so I'm, I'm going to keep it brief. I'm not going to, like, go crazy over it. Um, but uh, Young Thug was booked um, in Fulton County on charges of conspiracy to violate the Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organization Act and participation in criminal street gang activity. Um, it's a lot with this story. It, it really is. Um, prosecutors are alleging that uh, two associates of YSL, uh, Christian uh, Eppinger and Antonio Sumalin, worked to get permission of Young Thug to make a second attempt to murder YSN. Lucci while he was jailed in Fulton County. Um, I'm in hearing that they're looking at their music videos, they're looking at their lyrics and their songs because a lot of y'all dumbass niggas be telling on yourselves through y'all music. Um, yeah. These people, they're going away. Like, people in the comments are like, oh, my gosh, she's going to be clear. This is not, ah. When they give y'all a RICO, when they charge uh, gangs and drug dealers and, and criminals with RICO charges and all the, you know that they have sat down and watched and investigated for a long time period of time and this is what these ogs and all of these people that have gone through this be telling y'all new raps artists that y'all are always being watched and at this point i don't even feel bad because y'all know this by now like this is not a new concept this is not something new like they have there is a such thing as hip-hop police and they are literally watching y'all every move. They are lis listening to y'all music, watching y'all music videos, and y'all every single time snitch on you. You don't even, even have to. Of course, there's going to be people that's going to, especially in a group of how many? 28 people. There's going to be a couple snitches that are going, like, they're going to get a couple people that are going to fold 
and they're gonna snitch on the rest of y'all. But half of the time, they don't even need those people because y'all tell on yourselves every single time. Every time. And it's just, it's sad because these people have kids, they have families, and again, it's just the same old song and dance. And I just need y'all new rappers, especially the ones that are in the life and doing all these things. Becoming a rapper and becoming an artist, especially when you become known and you be, and you start making new money and you start getting all of these um, opportunities. At that point, you should be done with the game. You should be done with the streets. You are getting new money. You are making like what is your obsession with making all of this money, doing all of these crazy, amazing things as artists, but also going home to your hometown and doing drugs and killing and and robbing and doing all of this dumb shit when y'all have the money and the means to do like what it, it don't make it doesn't make sense to me. Y'all will literally screw up y'all whole entire lives just to say y'all are a real nigga, whatever that means in 2022. (laughs) Just to say y'all about this life. And y'all have seen it time and time again. I just literally watched a video where Young Thug and his whole crew and posse was on a podcast and this OG was spitting knowledge. Like, are you like y'all have the like y'all have the money, y'all have the means. Y'all don't need to be back in, out in the streets because the streets are only gonna do two things. You're gonna go to jail or you're gonna die. It, it's been proven time and time again. And y'all don't care. Y'all are so in- interested and, and so just, uh, you have to prove that you are a real nigga to all of these dudes that don't give a, don't care about you at, at all. And the sad thing about it is that a lot of these dudes that y'all claim is y'all brothers and that's real and this, that, and the third, when you get locked up, half of them is not going to come see you. Half of them is not going to put money on your books. Half of them is going to live their life. Then on top of that, uh, uh, like I said, a lot of these people have families. You, you're going to miss birthdays. You're going to miss anniversaries. You're going to miss uh, 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 new births. You're going to miss people dying. and Like, it's just, like, I, I, I don't get it. I, I, I honestly don't get it. It behooves me. And, like, I, and I don't feel nothing for Young Thug in particular because you've been in this game for a very long time at this point and you've seen people around you get locked up for 20 30 years 
You have seen people get murdered and gunned down because of dumbass shit. You have seen this. So for you to continue to 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 participate in these activities is dumb. And you're not and it doesn't make you no more real than the next. In fact, it makes you dumb. It makes you completely idiotic and you literally just pissed your whole career away. Granted, yes, there has been rat a lot of rappers that have been in jail, have been incarcerated, who have made money, who have done albums and, and mixtapes and all of this stuff while in jail and this, that, and the third. But let, let's be real. Would you rather be a quote-unquote real dude who is getting money legitimately making records, making albums, collabing, going on tours, having endorsement deals versus being a quote-unquote real nigga who got locked up for robbery, murder, drugs, and be in jail for 20, 30 years making peanuts. Compared to what if you were out. I hope this is a wake up call to all of these rap dudes that want to live that I'm a real nigga lifestyle. I really do hope it wakes y'all up because none of y'all are invincible. And these people are watching your every single move. You can think they're not because you've been getting away with certain things. You've been doing certain things. You've been getting by. You're get, you're not getting away with it. You're getting by. You're not, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it again. You're not getting away with it. You're getting by. I believe they've been investigating this group for about between eight and 10 years. Are, are you? And you think y'all not, y'all not, these convictions are not sticking? You're dumb if you think that. Now, and on top of that, they're looking into you trying to murder somebody in the jail. Plus, this old story of you trying to kill Little Wayne is being brought, like all of this stuff is being brought back up. And it's not going to do nothing but add on to the shit storm you're already in. And then people are saying, well, Gunna didn't really do anything. At this point, if you're affiliated, if you were funding... being a part of, you're going to jail too. <laughs> like, I, 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 I don't under, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Like I said, I'm going to be taking, um, I'm going to be definitely watching this case as it unfolds. But I, my main message is all y'all quote unquote real niggas really need to evaluate what you want your life and what you want your future to entail. 
Do you want to make real legitimate money? Or do you want to be in the penitentiary fighting for scraps? The choice is y'all. And it's the saddest thing ever because I was told the game is not is designed for you to make money so you can get out of the game, not to stay in the game for your whole entire life. Like, so at this point, you, especially young thug, you should have been out of the game. You should have been putting your homies and your niggas on to legitimate money. Like it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. It it's the weirdest, it's the craziest thing ever. You have all of the money, you have all of the means, and you are squandering it to keep that facade as a quote unquote, I'm a real nigga. People don't understand that in y'all world, the quote unquote, I'm a real nigga. Doesn't do anything but leave you alone or dead. That's all I have to really say about it. Um, I believe Gunna uh, recently surrendered uh, to the authorities in Fulton County, so he has also been charged um, with the RICO <laughs> violation. Like, it's just a lot, and it, and it's and it's really sad because these men are, especially Gunna and Young Thug, they are talented. It's not like they're like they are talented, and they have made buku money, buku money in this game. So uh, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. There's none. All right, y'all. So let's move on. My prayers to the families because it, it's going to be a lot. It's definitely going to be a lot. Um, moving on, I want to get into Wendy and Sherry Shepard. Wendy versus Sherry Shepard. <laughs> so Wendy recently... Um, did an interview with Fat Joe on her on IG, and Fat Joe asked the question, um, "Are you returning to the Wendy Williams show?" Because that's been honestly the biggest question regarding Wendy after it's been seeming like she's been doing better uh, physically, and you know. I don't really know about the emotional and the mentally, but at least physically, she's been looking better. And so the the main question has been, Wendy, are you returning to the Wendy Williams show? And Wendy has remained to say, yes, I'm returning to the Wendy Williams show. Yes, I can't wait to get back to the show. I'm so excited, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Where I'm about to play a clip of Wendy sub uh, she was throwing shade a little bit at, at sherry and then i'm gonna also play the clip of sherry kind of 
responding to what Wendy said. And then I'm going to give my thoughts and opinions on the whole situation at large. So I'm going to play the clip of Wendy and Fat Joe first. And then I'm going to play the clip of Sherry Shepard's response on IG Live. Do you miss not coming to the show? Yes, I do. I wish I was there. I wish I was there right now to talk about it and talk about it with you. But you know what? Because um, they already put people there like you. You guys are already in position. So you'll be talking about that. But I'm glad that I'm able to talk about when I come back. You know? Okay, so is there plans for a new show or are you coming back to the Wendy Williams show? Coming back to the Wendy Williams show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Because That's I know they were talking about Sherry Shepard taking over the show of a, a, a new what but I won't be watching her because I know what she's gonna be doing and that's really not my thing. Um you know you know what I'm saying like anyway but I love I love being on my own show she's not well so it's just a lot going on in Wendy's life that this is where you need your friends where you need your family you need people who love you so all, all I can do over here is pray for Wendy. Where's Be Wendy's best friend? I, I don't know who Wendy's friends are. I don't, you know, we, we didn't run in the same circles because I live in L.A. Wendy lives in New York. There was a time um, at the beginning of my career at The View, I used to perform at Caroline's, and Wendy had a comedy night at Caroline's, and I would do it. And we, we were very friendly. But you know, it just did. Sometimes stuff don't pan out as far as friendships. So Wendy was very, very honest and transparent on her show. She said she didn't like being friends with celebrities because she talked about celebrities, and she so she would say she really wasn't trying to be friends. She's not well. So y'all heard the clips. Um, here's my thoughts and opinions on the whole situation. So it was an it was like confirmed again. Like I don't know why people and it's sad to say I don't know why people were believing Wendy, but it was confirmed by again Deb Debar and Mercury, which is a production company of the Wendy Williams show. Um, it was confirmed that Wendy is not returning this fall. Um, they are indeed again moving forward with the Sherry Shepherd show. And, of course, they ended it with, you know, well wishes to Wendy, and they hope she has a speedy recovery to send it there. Um, Wendy is not, and I don't want to be like Sherry, because I get, I think Sherry was throwing a little shade as well. I think they were both throwing shit at each other. But I, 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 I Wendy is not 100% good, like, she's not good. And, um... Wendy really needs to stop focusing on her her TV show, and she really needs to focus on getting her financials back in order. She needs to focus primarily on her mental health because there's a reason why she does not have her show currently. It's because she's going through a lot of emotions, a lot of mental anguish regarding, you know, just her whole entire life, especially 
her life in the last three, four years. So instead of us, and I've been seeing a lot of people in the comments, now everybody is Team Wendy all of a sudden. Like, if double, like, double, <laughs> child, the double-minded, it's, it's, it's laughable at this point. It's not even sad no more. It's actually laughable because y'all don't even like Wendy, but all of a sudden, it's Team Wendy, this, Team Wendy, that. Leave me leave me alone. Like, y'all been dragging Wendy for 500 years. Now, all of a sudden, y'all want to be Team Wendy. And y'all are mad at Sherry for what? Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, and mind you, I don't really care for the Wendy Williams show. And I'm probably not going to watch the Sherry Shepard show. But it's weird to me that y'all feel like Sherry took Wendy's spot when that was nothing of the sort. Wendy Williams' show was ending whether Sherry was going to be the permanent host or not. And I I want to also tell you guys that Sherry is not taking Wendy's show. The Wendy Williams show is over after, I believe it should be over in the next couple weeks. That show is canceled, and they have greenlit a new talk show, The Sherry Shepherd Show. So I'm tired of the, oh, she's stealing Wendy's show. Oh, that's when No, it's not. The Wendy Williams show is going to be over. And Sherry is getting her own separate show. Instead of worrying about a show and worrying about, uh, and I've been seeing people saying podcast, TV show, even though I would live for a Wendy Williams podcast more so than a show, because a show you are very, um, sen- you have to be censored in a lot of things you may f- feel or have to say versus a podcast. You kind of got to be like that nowadays too, but you have way, way more um, reign and freedom than you do of a um, TV show. Instead of worrying about how Wendy can entertain y'all, y'all really need to pray and give Wendy y'all love and light because fuck the show, fuck a podcast, this woman is going through a lot. She divorced her husband, who was a disgusting, dirtbag, cheating-ass nigga, who embarrassed her and continues to embarrass her. She's all alone. Her son is there here and there, but he's grown too. So he's living his life. Y'all need to stop worrying about how people can entertain and how people can uh, do whatever for y'all and really focus on the person. Wendy is not well. I, I, I honestly believe that. She's not. She's not 100%. And she's, of course, not going to get on IG and say that. Like, l- let's be real. She's not going to get on IG and say, well, I'm, I'm still not really you know, feeling up to it. I'm, I'm just not the stat in the third. I, 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 
Of course she's not going to go on there. Of course she wants her television show back. Of course. She loved it, that show. She loved doing that show. And that's the sad part is that a lot of times, especially when things are yanked from under people, they don't know how to let it go. They don't know how to say, this was a moment in time. I did amazing things. I, I've been on this show for, a, a, I think it was like 14 seasons. A huge, a huge feat. Because a lot of the people, especially in the talk show game, especially black talk shows, they're not getting 14 seasons. So it's an, it's an amazing feat. It's an amazing accomplishment. But we really need to face the facts that the Wendy Williams show is not coming out this fall. We need to face the facts that Wendy probably won't be back in a talk show space. It could happen. It definitely can. But it's not happening this fall. And and it's annoying. And, I get, and I'm starting to get... Debar and Mercury, it's starting to get annoying to keep saying this over and over and over again. And y'all need to stop asking this woman this question because let's be real, she doesn't have the power to say, yeah, my show is coming back. She don't have that power. So stop asking this woman this question because it it, it literally bring like it, it's like re trauma every time y'all bring it back and like I said of course she's not gonna get on live of course she's not gonna be asked on TMZ and say oh no Michelle's not coming back look at the way she exited her show. I give my light and my love and my prayers to Wendy. It, I, I just, I, I just feel bad, and, and I'm starting to feel bad for Sherry because she's gonna get a brunt of all of this hate and all of this negativity when she, like, when she, it, it's not really her fault. Like, she took a job, she excelled at it. The producers loved her, and they offered her her own show. Something that if you were not a Sherry Shepard fan, or you didn't watch The View, or you didn't watch her interviews and stuff like that, Sherry has always said that she would love to have her own talk show. Like, that has been a dream of hers. And I celebrate Sherry in the fact that she did her thing, she paid her dues, and she's getting her just reward. And y'all are mad for what? For somebody that y'all don't even like, for real. That's the part that really kills me because y'all don't even like Wendy for real because Wendy will come back on the show, If theoretically, she will come back on the show, drag y'all faves, and then y'all will be in the comments dragging Wendy again. So it's like y'all don't even make sense in in what y'all say. But th that's the landscape of this world. Double-minded is unstable in all his ways. Biblical. Um, moving on.
Congratulations are in order for Janelle Monet. Shout out to my girl Janelle. Well, excuse me. I'm sorry. Um, Janelle, I believe she goes by the I don't know. Do she go by they and then pronouns? I have to really research it. And if she does, I am so sorry. Cause I, I, I did know that she came out as non-binary. So I don't know her proper pronouns. Um, I, I'm I really hope I'm saying them right. Um, but congratulations to Janelle Monet. Uh, she is set to star as the iconic Josephine Baker in the new series De La Resistance. Um, Deadline reports that Janelle Monet is taking her immense talents to television to portray the life of historical Black icon Josephine Baker in an upcoming TV series. Uh, the drama series was centered on Josephine Baker's role as a spy during the French re resistance for the Allies to help take down the Nazis, while also highlighting her career as one of the earliest Black entertainers who embodied glamour and broke down racial barriers, and perhaps a nod to her future role. Um, she also dressed in as uh, Josephine Baker in the uh at the Met Gala. I really wasn't feeling the look because I've seen Janelle Monet in this type of uh this type of look and I just need her to start pushing boundaries. It's time to start pushing boundaries and doing, you know, your thing, sis. Um so again, congratulations, congratulations. Um moving on um, congratulations again uh, are in order, excuse me, for Taraji P. Henson. She is coming back to the BET Awards. She will be hosting the 2022 BET Awards. Um, in a press release, she shared her excitement to be hitting the BET Awards stage once again. She said, I am honored to return as the host of the BET Awards and share the stage with so many powerful and prolific artists. You can even say it is the empire of black excellence. Uh, so congratulations for uh, Taraji P. Henson. And if you guys don't know, the BET Awards will be coming to you guys on June 26th. I don't have a date. I mean, excuse me, I don't have a time, um, but I'm pretty sure it'll be around the 7, 8 o'clock hour. Um, moving on. Let's talk about... <laughs> Let's talk about Jesse Williams, y'all. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So, um, if you guys have been living under a rock and you have not hit up your Twitter account, um, then you probably wouldn't know that there was a picture leaked of Jesse Williams naked and when i mean naked i don't mean with a towel on i don't mean like the bat i mean like naked like naked 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 
um, full frontal, everything is just exposed and out to the entire universe, child. Um, it was a picture from a play that Jesse is currently in. Um, it's called Take Me Out. It is a Broadway show. Um, and it's about a um, deep, dark reality of American baseball. Um, in this picture slash video, because there was a little clip, um, Jesse was in a shower. It was a, they're in a shower scene, so there was multiple naked men showing every single thing, child. <laughs> um, and I gotta keep it a buck because this is EDS Squad After Dark. Uh, Jesse was giving. <laughs> he was giving. So, of course, the internet became just, they were just in shambles, child. Just in shambles. Memes upon memes, videos upon videos, uh, tweets upon tweets, just, just the whole nine yards. Um, and like I said, he's very blessed. Um, and <laughs> I ain't mad at it. Like, come on. Uh, like, come on. Um, but what tickled me like green was when Tamar Braxton uh, took to Twitter and she wrote the following. Um, for sure, Jesse Williams has three legs. And one can for sure cure the acne on my face. Um, Tamar, we supposed to be saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and fire baptized. So not only did you um, appreciate Jesse's amazing physique, um, you also told him to give you a facial, which again, um, we're saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and fire baptized, and we don't do that. <laughs> That's not my stilo. I, I, like, I was like, okay, sis, you into that shit? You freaky, dog. Um, that's not my ministry, um, because I just feel like it does the opposite. No matter what people say, I just feel like it breaks you out. To me, I feel like it breaks you out. It doesn't help your skin at all, but that's me. Um, so then she came back to Twitter and wrote, okay, that wasn't that saved. I'm celibate, and the acne on my face looks like rocks. Just one touch, Lord. I can't stand her. <laughs> but I felt that because I'm celibate too. So I get we be having them urges like a motherfucker. So I so I understood where she was coming from. And with the picture at hand and the video at hand, I, I really don't I I'm I'm I, I really don't blame her. Um not at all. So I'm going to give you a little update on <laughs> this whole situation. Before I go into this, I looked at, I, I, so I'm interested in the play and I kind of want to go. So I've been looking at the tickets. The show ends uh, July, excuse me, not July, June 11th is the last date. 
So y'all already know I'm looking for like the first week in June. So pray my strength in the Lord because I'm if if fingers are crossed and dots are I and T's are crossed, Elijah will be at Broadway watching that play immensely. Immensely. Um, and speaking of <laughs> this whole situation, um, st- second stage theater is adding more staff to enforce their no phone policy. If you ever been to a Broadway play, you already know that your cell phones cannot be out. You cannot take no pictures. You can like there will be times in certain plays that you know the actors or the director or whoever may say hey you guys can pull out your phones and take pictures now but usually that's pretty much after the play is over um but for the most part you can't have your like come on like it's like the movie like the movie theaters like all of these places have these no phone policies because they don't want their stories they don't want their shows to be leaked because why would somebody come to a show if they already know what's it going to entail but in this case honestly i think <laughs> i think um this added more pe- like this added more stop to the play I- i'm just gonna keep it a buck even though it was wrong for whoever uh, took that picture and sent that video. Um, I, I really think it's definitely gonna drive more sales. People are gonna be flocking to this uh, play just to see some dicks. Um, and again, I'm I, in this case, I, I really don't. I really don't have nothing bad to say about that. <laughs> um, so. Um, they released a statement. Um, the theater condemned in the publishing and sharing of the images and is appalled its policy has been violated and unauthorized footage of our acting company has been posted. The statement read, it is deeply unfortunate that one audience member chose to disrespect the production, their fellow audience members, and most importantly, the cast in this manner. It continued taking naked pictures of anyone without their consent is highly objectionable and can have severe legal consequences. Uh, Posting it on the internet is a gross and unacceptable violation of trust between the actor and the audience forged in the theater community. Like I said, I I get it. I understand it. I, I, I really do. Like, you should never take pictures. And then in that and and then if we bring in the nakedness, it does add in another layer of violation. Um, but now I'm interested in the play because y'all already know I really I, it's been a really long time since I saw a Broadway play. I was think I was like in middle school the last time I saw a Broadway play, and I was Phantom of the Opera, and I absolutely adored that play. It was absolutely amazing. Um, and ever since then, like, I always wanted to see, like, uh, Lion King. I've always wanted to see, like, Aladdin and these things. But, you know, life happens and you just, it's out of sight, out of mind. But, um, um, I looked up the tickets. They ain't too bad. A good seat is $79 plus tax. Um, 
So I'm definitely interested. I'm trying to really narrow down the date I will want to go. It'll probably be on a weekend. And I kind of wanted to do it where I go to the city. It's just a one-day trip where I take the train down, go to the play, and then bring my black ass back home. Um, so I- I'm looking into that. But um, y'all would know if I'm going because I would definitely tell y'all that I'm I- I'm going. Okay. But um, I definitely do have to uh, go quick because I already know, like I said, after seeing our bitches is going to be coming from Timbuktu to see this damn play before it wraps. So granted, it was a violation. Granted, it was definitely, um, definitely questionable because, like I said, everybody in those pictures and videos were completely naked. Um, it's definitely going to drive up sales because y'all already know sex sales in, in any way, shape or form is going to sell. So we're, we're going to see what, what, what comes of this and, uh, congratulations to, um, Jesse Williams on another, he got a Tony nomination, I believe. So congratulations for him to him. I believe, and he also said this is his first Broadway play. So, his first Broadway play, he's completely naked in it, child, and he gets a Tony nomination. Shout out to him. Um, moving on. Um, okay, so we're going to take a break. And then we're going to get into the Black China and the Kardashian. There's a couple stories that I want to touch on with the Black with Black China and the Kardashians. We're also going to discuss um We're also going to discuss Kevin Samuels. Like let's be, we we have to talk about him. Um and I believe that's pretty much it for our hot topics. We may have a couple more in the in <laughs> deep hidden but stay tuned stay locked we'll be back right after this y'all and we're back y'all so before we get into the kardashians i just want to talk about something real quick um so little wayne did an interview with what's right with Nick Wright. Um, And he was asked um, his favorite rappers. And um, he said his number one favorite rapper is uh, Missy Elliott. And he said, for me, it's always going to be Missy Elliott first. She's a huge influence on everything I've ever done. And then he talked about how Jay-Z is his next up. Um, Quickly, I just, y'all already know, I did a whole segment, I believe it was like last year or probably the year prior, where I talked about how y'all don't be giving Missy Elliott her just due, and I just want to reiterate that y'all need to stop playing with Missy Elliott. Her pen works. Her producing skills are immaculate. Her singing is immaculate. Like, this lady can rap circles around bitches she can sing bitches under the table she could produce her ass off 
and she writes for all of y'all faves. Like, when are we going to stop playing with Missy and give her the flowers that she is just due? Like, I, I, I say it all the time, but in this moment, I'm dead serious. Like, stop playing with Missy. Stop playing with her pen. Stop playing with her artistry. A lot of y'all bitches is faves. A lot of y'all faves took from Missy. A lot of y'all faves took from Missy. So I, I don't understand why y'all always be trying to downplay Missy. I don't know why y'all always be trying to shade her, this, that, and the third. When if it wasn't for Missy Misdemeanor Elliot, a lot of y'all bitches faves wouldn't even be here. Let alone if they were, they wouldn't be given one half of what they could have been given with her influence. And that's all I got to say. That's all. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I don't know which particular episode, but I remember specifically doing a whole segment where I read Yaya writes about disrespecting Missy Elliott. Put respect on her name, and that's all I got to say. All right, so moving on to the Kardashians. <laughs> So first things first, Black China lost her defamation lawsuit against the Kardashian-Jenner family. Um, what was funny about this whole thing was it was very one-sided to me. Um, it was also revealed that um, that it was proven that Black China um, lost out money because these bitches went to E! Network and told them not to renew that show. But all of the extra shit with her being abusive, her pulling a gun out, her threatening Kylie after Kylie stole her man. Black China, Black Tiger, boom, boom. Let me stop. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Spice. Um... After all of that shit has come out, of course, and you know, come on. It, it just wasn't even playing field. The Kardashians are very well connected, and it was rumors, allegedly, that the Kardashians knew the judge very well. And if that's the case, you already know what it was going to be given. Um, so China, Black China is um, appealing. And um, I... I I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I, I get it. She did lose out on money. She did. Them bitches did go to E-Network and tell, um, told E-Network to cancel her show. And it ended up being, you know, canceled and everything. But my thing is, I don't even, I wouldn't give these bitches nothing. Like, at this point, just leave them alone. Leave them alone. Like, what I've noticed in the 29, almost 30 years that I've been on this earth, karma is a bitch. And we're going to talk about karma in a minute and the way that when you spew negativity and you spew all of this negative energy, it will come back to you tenfold a lot of the times. You don't got to worry about these bitches. They gonna get the karma that is owed to them. 
But I also understand, bitch, if I don't got no money and this is the only way I can get me a, my piece of a change, I, I get it. Do what you got to do. But um, personally, I would just be over the situation and just move on. Um, these bitches, is, 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 they're like, come on. Come on. But um, speaking of the Kardashians, so I don't watch the Kardashians. I don't watch nothing Kardashian-related. I don't have nothing for any of these women. They are just... I'm not going to... Child. But um, speaking of the show, there was this scene of... Kim in this room with these other women and her mother and she got a suitcase from Kanye and you know she start crying those crocodile tears and oh my gosh he 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 got the sex tape for me he he, he got the sex tape because apparently there was a second sex tape that whack uh 100 um was threatening Kim over. Apparently, Kanye got the computer. He got the hard drive that the sex tape was on, and he gave it to Kim, and Kim is in crying, and then you got bitches wiping their tears. It just was sickening to me. Like, these bitches know how to play victim immensely well. It's tired. It's through. We all know that y'all were in on a sex tape. We all knew that your mother is the one that helped profit that sex tape off. Like, we're just tired of this tired-ass story. We really are. And not only are we tired, the other person in the sex tape is also tired. And that is Ray J. So Ray J recently opened up about the 2007 sex tape scandal, saying it was released. Its release was a partnership with Kim Kardashian and Kim Jen, excuse me, Chris Jenner since the beginning. Um, he said, I've sat in the shadows for over 14 years, allowing the Kardashians to use my name, to abuse my name, make billions of dollars over a decade and a half talking about a topic I've never really spoken about. When I put on the comments that all of this is a lie, I didn't mean Kanye coming to meet with me about the second sex tape. I mean, all of this is a lie. From the beginning of us putting this sex tape out, this has been the biggest lie in the industry in the history of entertainment. They're not letting the world know that there's a bunch of sex tapes that we made, but they're not going anywhere because she has all of them. I felt suicidal because when you know something's real and it's true and you're watching a whole family create an empire from a, a lie they've created, it's heartbreaking and disrespectful to all of the entertainers who have been honest and true to their craft. <laughs> it's mighty funny. The only thing I have to say about Rachel is just funny how you wait until 2022 to say what we all knew was true, that these bitches were liars and they concocted this whole scheme from the beginning. We knew this. We knew this. We were honestly just waiting on one real-ass person in this whole situation to keep it a buck.
for a sex tape to even be released, especially the way Kim and Ray J's sex tape was released, because it was released under a porn company. Bitches have to sign off. Like, a porn company can't just get a sex tape and release it. There's so many lawsuits, so many... Like, their whole company can go under for that type of shit. So, we already knew that it was a lie because, bitch, you have to sign off for the sex tape to be released. Only the dummies... That sat up there and listened to these bitches cry under multiple seasons of keeping up the Kardashians and this, that, and the third about this sex tape. Only those bitch airhead bitches is gonna believe that their privacy was violated and it's like leave me alone. The sex tape wasn't even get like if we're gonna talk about sex tape, it wasn't even given all of that for all of this. Like, it wasn't given, like, for all of this, it wasn't even given at all. <laughs> at all. But anywho, moving on, there was an alleged text exchange between Ray J and Kim Kardashian. I'm going to read it off for you guys. So Ray J hit up Kim in her DMs and wrote, Why are you playing games, Kim? I've been nothing but a team player. We all had an agreement. Now you are trying to drag my name for your new show, and that ain't cool. It's fucked up. My business and relationships, when we sat down with, um, I don't know who that was, and your mom, and we planned all of this together, now you are really taking this lie to the next level, making me look crazy. I don't want to expose the real shit that we did, but you are leaving me no choice. Kanye said he said you wanted the footage and I gave him all of the videos and pics and texts from me and you because I was trying to make things okay and make you feel better. Now I realize that this is another promo stunt for you. Unless you reach out to me soon, I'm going to take it to the level where it shows all of what we did. All of the meetings and convos about the plan, dates and times of our meetings, and the whole lie you and Chris planned since the beginning. This is not a threat. You've taken this too far. You know what you did. Your mom controlled this whole sex tape deal. Um, I'm sorry, y'all. Uh... It was her idea to put out. Okay. Now you want to make it seem like I'm doing it again without your control. All of those fake tears, your fans trusting you to be honest and sincere, but it's all fake for the cameras. I was playing my part until you started doing all of this. Why are you trying to ruin me when you know I was just a player in this? You have to stop believing your own lies. I have to let the world know the real because you taking it too far now somebody needs to explain the play you are doing to me asap or i will have no choice but to protect my brand and family and expose the real i know how promo goes and i get a hundred percent 
but it got, gets out of control with this news story, and my team is on my head thinking it's true. Me sticking a dildo in your ass while you were asleep is pretty out of control. LOL, wouldn't you wake up if you felt that in your butt? Child, leave me alone. I will hope so, Kimmy. It could never be that loose and open. It could. There's a lot of gays, but I digress. LOL, JK. But seriously, it makes me look like a rapist and a dirty perv, and I'm catching a lot of slack from it. That's why I hit you like this. Out of all the years since the tape, we've been able to build brands and make a lot of money. You already got to the billies. Please help me stay in a positive light, and I want my kids to be proud of me. They are two and three years old. They are innocent. Please don't make their dad look like a loser when you know me more. It's Ray J, if you don't know who this is, Ray J. So before I get into Kim's response, I just want to say this. We knew this. We like, like I just got finished saying, to release a sex tape, especially under a porn company, you, each party has to come up with an agreement with the porn company. You get, you, you find out how much money you're going to get initially. You, you negotiate, I believe like royalties, like if any plat other platform shares this video, you'll get paid. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And, and the company has came out plenty of times and told y'all bitches this, but y'all still want to believe the lies that the Kardashians have told y'all. Y'all still want to run with the lies that the Kardashians told y'all. So this is what Kim had to say in response. Hi, sorry I'm only seeing your above DMs now. I am happy to hear that you are doing well and congrats on your beautiful family. In regards to your last message, did you actually watch the episode? Because I didn't say a single bad thing about you. Kim, you did. You alluded to the fact that this man basically like sodomized you. On the t like, yeah, yeah, see, and this is my thing, and, and, and I hate people like the Kardashians because y'all are allowed to say off the wall shit and y'all don't get checked. Like we're in a space and we're in a, a world now where every single word is being scrutinized. And like he said, you running with this narrative that you were quote unquote sodomized with a dildo Bitches are going to come under his comments. They're going to drag him, call him all types of weirdos, all types of perverts, all types of sexual deviants, this, that, and a third. But you don't care because you get to skate past that. Like, you get to be the victim. You get to get that victim credit. You get to, you get, to get those tears and all of that stuff. So you don't care. You don't joke about certain things. And that's one of the things you don't joke about. Um, she said the show was filmed in real time, the day in hell. 
that I had with my lawyers when your manager threatened to release another tape that doesn't exist. And my son, who was five years old at the time, seeing an ad with my cry face emoji that says Kim's new sex tape as clickbait on Roblox. It was a setting to have to deal with, and I am sure you can understand about how that feels. If you're accepted about the dildo comment, it was clearly a sarcastic joke, and I was laughing when I said it. It's not a joke when you joke about a black man sexually assaulting you when we live in a world where they already think black men are sex. Like, come on. Like, stop playing. I'm st- like, re- stop playing. My burn them to the ground comment was a generalization to anyone threatening to hold this over my head 20 years later. We are both parents now with young kids and careers, and I'm sure you want to move on from this like I do. But your manager in the is the person who brought this all up out of nowhere, and I have a right to share how it affected me. Next week's episode airs where Kanye brings me the computer and he says he got it back from you, which shows you in a positive light for giving that to him. Thank you for doing that. I'm sick of these bitches, child. My team is demanding me to respond to... This is Ray J. My team is demanding me to respond to what's out there now because it gets worse every day. I don't say nothing. Now that we talked, I feel different. I was going to go extreme, but not anymore. How should I respond? Um, then she wrote back, I completely understand and I appreciate hearing this from you. I want you to know that I wish nothing but the best for you. This has hurt us both in many ways. And I know we've aligned and wanted to move forward in our lives and not continue to be defined by something we did 20 years ago. Thank you for reaching out. And my hope is that after next week, when everyone sees that the computer was given back to Kanye, this story will be dead and done with. Just spoke to my team. We will get something out tomorrow morning to clarify that this was a joke and that you would have never done something like this. Hope that this helps, and I'm sorry to hear how this has affected you. It wasn't my intention. You know what type of world we live in? And from all the black dicks that you and your bitch-ass sisters have tucked, and I don't give a fuck what nobody thinks at this point. Because I'm sick of this shit where... Y'all bitches get to play victim and say off the wall shit and everybody else around is affected while y'all get to skate past and and live y'all fucking lives. You should know after all of the niggas that you and your family have been with that this world don't play the same rules. Like you don't get, like certain jokes don't get to land and it be and and it, and it be the end of it, especially when it deals with sexual abuse, sexual assault, and anything of a sexual nature. People have been killed off of sexual uh, off of rumors of sexual abuse and sexual assault. People have been killed, tortured etc so for you to sit up here and say oh my gosh it was just a joke and you know uh, 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 uh." it's not a joke when people are really coming for him and he has a brand to protect the same way you have a brand to protect he has one as well and granted i don't y'all already know how i feel about ray j i don't I, i don't have nothing for him 
But right is right and wrong is wrong in this situation. It's disgusting. And I'm just sick of these. I'm sick of the car. I'm sick of them. I, I I just don't have nothing more to say. It's just disgusting. And like I said, karma. Karma is a B-I-T-C-H. A bitch. That's all I gotta say. Moving on. Um let's get into Kevin Samuels, y'all. Let's get, let's talk about it. Let's talk about that, huh? Let's talk about that. So, child, the day when he passed, or when we found out that he passed, it, it was just it, that that whole day. And even finding out that he passed was a lot. Um, it was rumored. By um, Fee from Gossip in the city. Um, then it was just like it was just weird. It it, it was just, I just remember that morning being weird because people were saying it. There was videos coming out already, like bitches was coming out with lives and videos and think pieces. And it wasn't really confirmed yet. Um, then uh, friends started reaching out to him, and they weren't getting nothing back. And it was just a lot. Um, and it ended up, you know, of course, being confirmed that he did pass away. Um, so... What happened, what appears to happen, because we don't know what officially happened yet, but um, the Atlanta Police Department um, got a call of a man who was unresponsive on the floor in his apartment. Um, Of course, it was confirmed to be uh, Kevin Samuels. Um, he was listed Kelvin in one instance on the report, but the APD has confirmed the identity of the man transported to Piedmont Hospital by Grady Bus was Kevin Samuels. Um, a woman was identified as a nurse. Uh, she told the officials at the scene that she met Kevin on the night of May 4th, um, came to his apartment and spent the night with him. On the morning of May 5th, the woman says Kev- Kevin, uh, he complained of chest pains. Um, when she attempted to help him, he rep- he reportedly, excuse me, fell on top of her, and she then called nine one one. The report states that she requested the nine one one operator to conduct the front to contact, excuse me, the front desk for a defibrillator to keep uh, Mr. Samuels responsive until Grady arrived because she is a nurse. <sighs> I'm gonna take a break because my my computer's signaling me to take a break. So I'm gonna take a break. 
a small one. And when we come back, we're going to get into this whole story, my thoughts and opinions, just everything. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. And we are back. So I, I told you guys what the plen, 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 preliminary, excuse me, <laughs> report um, stated when uh, it in, regarding, excuse me, um, Kevin Samuels. Um, then it was later confirmed by his mother that he passed. Um, After that, (laughs) Twitter, Instagram, child, every single platform imaginable was in shambles, (laughs) like literal shambles. You know, of course you had a large, when I mean large, I mean a large percentage of people who were excited, who were happy, who were just joyful, Jubilee, just, it was like an unwritten holiday in a lot of words. And it was a lot of people. And then you had, of course, the sector, and it was mostly the people that followed him. And, uh, you know, they were in shambles. You know, their, you know, toxic king has left... Uh, this world, so they were in shambles as well. Um, now, here comes the alleged T. So, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, there had there are drugs. Uh, I- I've heard different types. I've heard allegedly cocaine. I heard allegedly sex pills. Y'all already know those gas station pills that y'all niggas be going to get. Um, Allegedly that was um, in play. Allegedly Red Bull, which y'all already know Red Bull is literally the worst. Like Red Bull and Monster are literally the worst drinks you can ever put in your body. Um, and that's saying, and that's coming from a 29 year old. Kevin is in his, was in his fifties. Definitely the last thing he should have been consuming in ever. Um, and then mixing all of those all together, allegedly, I probably would be dead if I consumed all of that shit. So, and and like I said, I'm 29 years old. Imagine a 50 plus consuming all of those things. A recipe for disaster. Um, I don't know the girl's name. I forgot her name. It's not on the top of my tongue. But I have seen a picture of her. She is a, uh, 
they they classify or labeled her as like somebody of Pacific uh, Islander uh, ethnicity, um, and she's thicker, which again is funny when. When we when women were, eh. I'm gonna get into more of the alleged stuff in a minute. But I just I would be remiss if I don't say something of my own thought and opinion um, right now. Um, you life is fleeting. Yeah, it's literally you're here one day and you're gone the next. So there's two. There's a two for I want to go with what I'm about to say. With life being so fleeting, you're here one minute, and then you're gone the next. You really have to be mindful of what you do on earth and the time that you have. When you are known for negativity, you're known for. Toxic masculinity, I just have to keep it a buck. For toxic masculinity and the ideals of toxic masculinity. When you are known for that, a lot of people are not going to celebrate you just because you passed away. And I and I, I think I need that I need everybody to understand that. Everybody is not going to live by the respect the dead and we don't talk ill of the dead. People people are not going to live by that mantra. And so again, when you are known for negativity and perpetuating toxic masculinity and the ideals of toxic masculinity and toxic femininity, you can't be, and, and this is what I want to say to the fans, you can't be upset that people are not going to have the same reaction as you. I personally am not going to disrespect him or this, that, and the third, because I, I do think words have very powerful meanings and and life and death is in the power of the tongue. But I'm also not going to pretend that just because this man passed away that it automatically erases everything that he's done wrong. And I'm just only supposed to see the good because he's died. Mm, I, I'm gonna look at your, I'm gonna examine your whole entire life. And you preached a lot of things that if these rumors are true, you didn't hold up to them. You talked about being with, <laughs> You got a BBW, allegedly. That's one night stands, drugs. And then it's also been alleged that 
the family only could locate a thousand dollars. And so they're setting up a GoFundMe to pay for his funeral expenses. Now, granted, I I, I kind of really don't believe that he left the world with a thousand dollars because as toxic and negative as he was he had a um, he had a, a humongous fan base sadly um and he made a lot of money on youtube he made a lot of money on youtube and i was told that he also had endorsements and stuff like that so i would hope that his money is somewhere either for his child or just like, I don't really want to spend my whole episode talking about this man because I never talked about him when he was alive. So I don't want to make this the Kevin Samuels episode but I, I, I just want to end this whole topic. And again, I, I will be following um, because they are doing a toxicology report. So I will definitely be back with the update. But what I really just want to say in, in to, like to wrap this whole story up, life and death is definitely in the power of the tongue. You have to also be mindful of what you put out to the world because it's going to come back to you. And sometimes it comes back in ways that you can't even imagine. And it's a sad story because he has a child who is going to grow up without a father and people in his family are going to grow, is going to go through life without this person in their family. So in that realm, in that instance, I I, I do, there is, I do feel bad. Um, You also have to mind what you say because the things that you quote unquote wouldn't do or the quote unquote, I would never do this. I would never. A lot of the times you have to be careful in saying that because you will find yourself doing the exact thing that you say you were not going to do because life is funny and it has a way of bringing things full circle. And so, like I said, if it is true that he was using drugs, he was having a one-night stand with this woman, which I believe that this woman was of... So, a lot of people have been having a debate about, is this woman really a nurse? Because a lot of nurses... and And this is coming from people that are nurses. They feel like cis... It's really because the way she was speaking in the um, the nine one one call, 
and just the way that she moved in this situation, it doesn't really give nurse. But I'm not going to say that she's not a nurse because you never know how you're going to react until something like that happens in the moment. So I, I can't say that she's not a nurse. I can't say that, you know, this, that, and the third. But what I will say is that this situation is definitely giving one night stand. Uh, some people say she's an escort. I mean, I, I've definitely seen and heard of nurses and other people in real money-making professions also doing escorting on the side. So that's not out of a realm of possibility, but I don't know that. But what I do know is that this was definitely a one-night stand. Listening to the phone call, she didn't know where she was at. She didn't know what apartment number. She didn't know. Like, certain things, if you were in a relationship or you were talking to this person, there's just certain things that you would know. And she didn't know anything regarding this man. So it does lead me to believe that she was dealing in a one-night stand with this man. And that's her business. She's a grown-ass woman. He's a grown-ass man. So, and that, like, there's no shame in that. But, um, like I said, if it comes out, you know, through the toxicology report that he has been using drugs and all of this other stuff, and it's going to look really bad. Uh, like, his legacy is already not really kosher. This is going to add it, add on to it because... The same thing you were telling these men and women not to do, you literally did in one night, and it ended up costing your life. That's crazy, and it just goes to show that you have to mind what you say, you have to mind what you put out, and you have to mind what type of energy you're coming from, or you're coming for with it. Um... It's very sad. It's very unfortunate. And my prayers go to the family. My love and my light goes to the family. Um, one thing I'm not going to do is I'm not going to get on here and drag him and this, that, and the third. Because I could. I could definitely get on here and say uh, say some things. But I'm, I'm just not going to do that because it's counterproductive in this at this point. It, it's, it's very counterproductive. Um, but like I said, what I will say is I, I just give my love and my light to his daughter and his family at this time because this is very sad. And it's going to get even worse if, like I said, all of the things that I alleged are true. And that's pretty much what I have to say about that whole situation. And that wraps up our uh hot topics we're gonna take a break and when we come back we're gonna get into our wwe news and recap so stay tuned and stay locked we'll be right back after this
and we are back. So y'all heard that theme. So y'all already know what we about to get into. We about to get into our WWE recaps and news. So first things first, we had a lot of WWE content um, from, you know, the week prior. So we have, um, so I'm not going to talk about last week's Monday Night Raw and, uh, yeah, so I'm not going to talk about last week's Monday Night Raw. So I'm going to talk about Friday Night Smackdown from this past Friday. We're definitely going to talk about WrestleMania Backlash from this past Sunday. And we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw. That just happened a couple days ago. So um, let's get into it. Um Okay. Okay, so the bloodline is forced to acknowledge Drew McIntyre and RK Bro. So Riddle facilitated a therapy session between Orton and McIntyre, who buried the hatchet after their WWE Championship robbery two years ago. The three repeatedly made light of Roman's acknowledged catchphrase to the delight of the crowd. Reigns, the Usos, flanked by Paul Heyman, were not amused. They entered the ring, squared off with their rivals, and the brawl commenced. The bloodline got the better of the exchange early, tossing Riddle and Orton from the ring before zero inning on McIntyre. Riddle and Orton made a save before the bloodline could follow through with the three-on-one assault. Riddle and Orton struck the Usos with the RKO. And McIntyre closed out the show with a bro kick on rain. So that was the last segment for the go-home show of SmackDown. So other things that happened, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair um, brought after Flair cheap-shotted Aaliyah. Producers and WWE personnel managed to separate the two, but Sean Devari ate the boot for his troubles. Uh, Shayna Baszler and Sasha Banks had a amazing match. Um, Shayna Baszler ended up defeating Sasha Banks, uh, courtesy of a small package. Um, we also had the Usos hyping themselves up during a backstage interview. Um, then we also had RK Bro interviewed. Um, Riddle was somewhat confused. Um, when isn't he? We love Riddle though. <laughs> um, Orton emphatically stated that they are the superior team to the Usos. Moving on, Mad Cat Moss roasted Happy Corbin. You know, he talked about him being Pitbull, a hairless wolf. Mad Cat Moss is my favorite. Um, I'm really starting to dig Mad Cat Moss. Um, so shout out to him. Um, we also had a match. Uh, Drew Gulak came out of. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not gonna shade. I'm not gonna shade you, Drew. Um, but Drew came out um, and fought Gunther. Um, we all know Gunther ended up defeating Drew Gulak. Uh, via pinfall after power bombing and folding him up. This is Gulak's return to the ring after a brief t- detour as a backstage personality. 
Um, also interviewed Shinsuke Nakamura. He promised to one day get vengeance on Roman Reigns for assaulting him weeks ago. Um, and then we see Zami Zane in the background poking his head out of the corner. Um, Drew McIntyre was interviewed as well. He was assured a whooping was waiting for Reigns at WrestleMania Backlash. Then we had a tag team match. We had the New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods versus Sheamus and Rich Holland. Uh, Sheamus and Rich Holland ended up winning after Sheamus and Holland drove Woods to a table after an assist by Butch, who appeared from underneath the ring. Uh, Sami Zayn deliberated with Paul Heyman, continuing to try to plant the seeds for an alliance with Roman Reigns. Um, before I continue on, Sami Zayn is a hidden as a treasure that we need to keep hidden and protect at all costs. Like anything, Sami Zayn does entertaining, entertaining as hell. Uh, moving on, Lacey Evans opened up about her life in another video package. Uh, she opened up about her father's fatal overdose and suicide attempt uh, by someone close to her. Um, Evans also made her live reintroduction, interacting with the live audience. I have some tea on Lacey Evans. Um, a little bit later, I'll talk about it. Uh, moving on, Sami Zayn. Um, versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Sami Zayn ended up defeating Shinsuke by count out after landing the hell of a kick outside. Authority figure Adam Pierce made the match official moments before. Um, and then, of course, WWE announced a women's tag team title match for next week. It's going to be Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Shayna Baszler and Natalia. Um, and that pretty much was Friday Night SmackDown. It was, you know, it was definitely a go-home show. It really wasn't, you know. It was pretty good, but, you know, it wasn't given all of that. Um, let's move on to WrestleMania Backlash. So we had um, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey, AJ Styles versus Edge, Bobby Lashley versus Omas, uh, and Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. And then, of course, the six-man uh, tag team match, the Bloodline versus RK Bro and Drew McIntyre. All right, so first up, we're going to talk about Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Uh, Rhodes and Rollins' thing told to begin the match with Rollins generally getting the better of the counters. This played into the story that Rollins has studied his opponent and is better prepared than he was at WrestleMania 38 when Rose was a mystery opponent. Rose chased Rollins around the ring. Mr. Freaking cut him off inside the ring and firmly took control of the match. Rose won back some momentum by slamming Rollins' face into the corner steps. It was short-lived as Rollins turned Rhodes inside out with a clothesline ringside. Rhodes bounced back from Rollins' control, period, by landing some trademark techniques. Rhodes popping Rollins in the throat, face-planting him off an extended suplex spot, and then hitting a disaster kick. Rose attempting the disaster kick a second time and was firmly shoved over the ropes and out. 
and outside, excuse me. The action picked up back in the ring with Rollins leading the dance before a sunset flip in the couple of near falls. Chaos broke out as the chops and palm strikes turned into a full-on slap fight. Rollins with a spun kick to the midsection. Um, Rose ducked a, a strike and clothesline Rollins out of the ring. Uh, Rose dives off the rope, but Rollins moved out of the way, and the American Nightmare ate the barricade. Rollins went for a suicide dive, but ate a forearm in his efforts. Rollins countered and planted him with a super kick to count for Rollins. After the two traded high spots, this is awesome chance broke out from the crowd. Rose tried to hit another disaster kick, but Rollins caught him and turned it into a buckle bomb, followed by a high elevation frog splash, led into a near fall. Rollins continued to assault before Rose got a reversal into the crossroads that led to a near fall, with Rollins getting his foot on the ropes. Rose missed a big moonsault, and Rollins made him pay with the pedigree. It was a close count, but only two. An irate, Rollins repeatedly fled Cody Rhodes, his boot. Excuse me, fed Cody Rhodes, his boot. Rollins made the mistake of mimicking Dusty Rhodes' moveset, and Rhodes planted him with the crossroads. Um, Rhodes transitioned for a second time, but uh, Rollins escaped. A chain of transitions followed for each competitor. Rollins rolled up, Rhodes with the tights. However, Rhodes rolled through and grabbed the tights for a three count. A fantastic match. It was a really good match. Um, I'm I'm really enjoying Cody Rhodes. Um, I'm really enjoying. I, I Seth Rollins can work with anybody, and he always does his part. He always goes over and beyond. So I already knew that this match was going to be amazing because um, their match at WrestleMania was really good. And this, I, I liked this match a little bit better than um, the WrestleMania one. But both of them were amazing. Shout out to Cody Rhodes. He defeated Seth Rollins via pinfall. So moving on to Bobby versus Omas. Uh, Lashley immediately took the fight to Omas, clubbing him with blows early. Lashley tried to run the ropes, but was intercepted by his man, ex-manager, MVP. Omas took over. He dropped Lashley's head out to the corner and stuck him with a big boot. Omas choked Lashley against the middle rope while MVP talked trash. Les Lashley then climbed onto Omas's back and snatched a rear naked choke, but Omas flung him off. After a spear into the corner by Lashley, the Almighty tied up Omas's arms in the ropes and pummeled him with unprotected strikes. Lashley met MVP outside the ring. MVP swung with his cane, but Lashley dodged. Lash Lashley snatched the hurt lock on uh, MVP. Omas interfered, grabbing Lashley's head with his palm. Lashley... Um, Counter, excuse me, Lashley countered and planted Omas. Lashley locked in the hurt lock while Omas was on his knees. Omas appeared to go 
out, but roared to life and pushed Lashley into the corner. That forced the referee to break the hold. Big elbow strikes to Lashley's dome in the corner. Lashley took back control and landed another spear in the corner. Lashley managed to hoist Omas up and drop him to his back, onto his back. Lashley took off for the match-ending spear, but Omas dodged it and MVP stuck. Lashley with his cane while the referee was distracted. Omas picked up Lashley and dropped him for the pinfall victory. It was a good match. Um, it was a good match. Shout out to Bobby. Shout out to Omas. Um, and like I said, Omas defeated Bobby Lashley via pinfall. Moving on to AJ Styles versus Edge. Styles immediately jumped on Edge, beating him back to the corner and creaming Edge with a baseball slide, followed by an assay move salt to the outside. Styles committed to the phenomenal forearm too early, and Edge countered with a boot to Styles' injured shoulder. Edge continued to work on the shoulder, throwing Styles into the ring post. Edge tore the Kinso tape off of his opponent's shoulder and continued to target the injured body part. Following extended abuse to the shoulder, Styles managed to duck under one of Edge's attacks and clock him with the P Pele kick. A double cross body left both competitors reeling on the floor. The phenomenal one tried to try for a firearms carry, but his shoulders did not hold up. Styles found more creative ways to plant. his foe. Styles mustered the energy to prop up Edge for the fireman's carry into the shoulder breaker. Edge responded with a backbreaker variation into a cross fade, um, cross face. Styles transitioned into a signature calf crusher and Edge managed to reach for the ropes to break the submission. Styles restarted the action with a German suplex before Edge held onto the corner turnbuckle pad and tore it off. Styles dodged a spear and Edge went into the exposed turnbuckle. Styles then got a two count on the pinfall attempt. Edge slammed Styles. Edge set up for the spear, but Styles countered and planted Edge with the Styles clash before Damian Priest emerged but remained on the aisleway as he was banned from ringside. Finn Balor appeared and attacked Priest. The chaos allowed a masked assailant to knock Styles off the top rope while the referee was distracted. Edge locked up a chokehold and Styles went unconscious. Rhea Ripley was revealed to be the masked woman, officially aligning with Edge's Judgment Day stable. Edge and Styles pieced together a solid match. Um... It was a good match. It really was. And I liked the review of uh, Rhea Ripley. I am excited to see what Judgment Day is going to entail and what they're going to do and how much havoc they're going to wreak on uh, Raw. So I'm excited for that. Uh, Moving on, uh, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship in an I Quit match. You guys already know the person can't win unless their opponent says the words, I quit. 
Um, so Flair opened up with a clothesline before a brief flurry of offense by Rousey, which Flair stopped by spiking Rousey with a German suplex. Rousey counted an early figure eight attempt and landed a flying knee. Rousey hunted the armbar, but both women fell out to the ring and Flair repeatedly ran Rousey into the barricade before repeated chops by Flair. The two made their way up to the ramp where the pair each got a hold of a Kindle stick. The queen got her hands on two Kindle sticks and struck Rousey in the ribs with the weapons. Rowdy then turned to the tide and got a hold of the two Kindle sticks and repeatedly struck Flair. After making their way back down to the ring, Flair grabbed a video camera from from the ringside cameraman and hurled it towards Rousey and their fight boiled over into the crowd. Flair blinded, blinded Rousey with a drink to the face and chucked her into the barricade. Flair trapped Rousey between stair railings and locked on a camel clutch. Rousey refused to quit. Flair tried to strike Rousey with a chair, but the former UFC champion ripped it from her hands. Flair escaped back to ringside amid we want tables chants from the crowd. Flair powerbombed Rousey into the ringside barricade. Rousey won back control, but a rake to the eye snuffed that out. Rousey tied up Flair in the corner in a trio woe, with Flair hanging upside down facing ringside, while Rousey locked on a deep armbar. Flair repeatedly refused to quit, despite having her arm fully extended. Both women fell to the floor. Flair then repeatedly struck Rousey and planted the challenger with a natural selection against the chair in the ring. Flair locked in her figure eight finishing move. Rousey refused to quit and smashed a knee bar chair against Flair's head. Flair taunted Rousey, wishing her happy Mother's Day. And then Rousey took advantage of Flair's arm inside a steel chair and snatched the armbar. Uh, Rousey torqued the armbar and Flair screamed, I quit. And like I said, Ronda Rousey defeated Charlotte Flair under I quit stipulations to win the SmackDown Women's Champion. And your new SmackDown Women's Champion is Ronda Rousey. Really good match. Definitely, definitely an improvement from their WrestleMania match. Um, I really enjoyed it, and Charlotte definitely, definitely sold um, her injury. Shout out to Charlotte. Shout out to Ronda. Moving on, Mad Cat Moss versus Happy Corbin. Uh, Mad Cat Moss ended up defeating Happy Corbin via pinfall. And then we had the Bloodline, Roman Reigns, Jay Uso, and Jimmy Uso versus Drew McIntyre and RK Bro, Randy Orton, and Matt. Riddle. Um, Riddle took early control of Jimmy, much like their recent match on SmackDown. McIntyre planted Jimmy with the suplex and caught to face Roman Reigns. Paul Heyman since that Roman had nothing to prove, but the undisputed champion tagged in. Reigns faked out McIntyre by immediately tagging in Jay. Um, of course, booze in the crowd. Jimmy then tagged himself in, and the brothers swarmed Riddle. Heyman only employed Reigns to tag in once. Jimmy had Riddle in a bad position, which he did. Reigns beat down on Riddle, clobbering him with an elbow and taunting the crowd. 
the undisputed WWE Universal Champion planted Riddle with an uh, Uranage. Riddle dodged Jimmy's corner splash and nearly tagged in his partner. However, Jay intercepted by blinding both Riddle and Orton and flying kick by Riddle opened the door for a much-needed tag to McIntyre. Reigns, who tagged himself in the ring moments prior, had took a look of concern planted on his face. Reigns psyched himself up and met his larger foe in the center of the ring. McIntyre and Reigns exchanged blows. McIntyre took control, tossing Reigns across the ring and landing neck breakers on both McIntyre and Jimmy. A distraction from Jay created an opening for Reigns to land his signature Superman punch. Um, Rain worn down uh, McIntyre in a corner with thudding blows as the crowd chanted for Orton to tag in. Reigns cheap shot at Riddle and antagonized Orton, setting up McIntyre to land the Claymore kick. The audience roared for Orton, who tagged and punished the Usos with his signature power slam. Vintage Orton reared his head with a rope-assisted DDT. The Viper struck Reigns with the RKO. He ate a super kick by Jimmy Uso, but snapped back and scored another RKO. Um, McIntyre set up Jay for the Claymore. However, the Usos caught him with a double super kick. Riddle and Jay tagged into the match, and Riddle exploded to life. He punished Jay with various moves, including suplexes and sentons. Um, he kept Reigns and Jimmy at bay with flying knees. Uh, Riddle landed his signature floating bro for a near fall on Jay. Jay struck Riddle with a pop-up net breaker, but Orton broke the penitent. Reigns leapt off the steel stairs and slept Orton with a Superman punch. McIntyre attempted to put Reigns through the announcer table. A distraction from Jimmy allowed Reigns to slam McIntyre through the table. Um, Riddle drove onto Reigns and Jimmy. Riddle and Jay exchanged moves in the ring. Riddle landed a top rope RKO onto Jay, but Reigns, Reigns managed a blind tag at the final moment. An unsuspecting Riddle fell victim to a match-ending spear from Reigns. It was a good, it was a good match. Like when I heard that they were gonna do a six-man tag, I was kind of like, "Come on." But um, it was a lot of energy, a lot of good spots, and, you know, they did really good. So, like I said, the Bloodline defeated Drew McIntyre and RK Bro via pinfall. Moving on to Monday Night's Raw. Um, the only advertised segment was a match between the United States Champion Theory and Cody Rhodes for the title. Um... But we all know in that match, <laughs> uh, Seth Rollins ends up screwing Cody Rhodes. So that leads me to believe that this match is this feud is gonna continue on. Um, but the match itself was pretty good. Um, moving on, we had a Raw Tag Team Championship match. It was RK Bro uh, versus the Street Profits. Uh, RK Bro defeated the Street Profits via pinfall. RK Bro were out to open the show when the Profits entered the scene, taking a shot at RK Bro for losing their six man tag match against the Bloodline at WrestleMania Backlash. This led to an impromptu tag match that was won by champions when Riddle counted a Montez for a Frog Splash with an RKO. Um, 
It was Liv Morgan versus Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley ended up defeating Liv Morgan via submission with the reverse Texas Cloverleaf. The match came after a promo where Edge, Damian Priest, and Ripley explained her joining the group, with Edge saying he told Ripley she was wasting her potential. Uh, moving on, Finn Balor defeated Damian Priest via disqualification after interference from Edge. Like I said, the match started off with Ripley versus Morgan, and Edge knocked into the ring to hit Balor with the spear. AJ Styles was at ring style and helped Balor fight off Edge and Priest before Ripley stopped Edge, knowing he couldn't strike her, which allowed Edge to hit Styles with the spear as Priest also hit a leg sweep. Uh, Bobby Lashley ended up crashing the VIP lounge. He um, attacked MVP Omas and Cedric Alexander as they celebrated Omas defeating Lashley at Backlash. Um, Sonya Deville came out and she was <laughs> shocked to learn that a returning Alexa Bliss would be her opponent, who she would be facing. Shout out to Alexa Bliss returning. Um, Alexa Bliss defended, defeated, excuse me, Sonya Deville via pinfall with a twisted Bliss. Before the very short match, it was announced that Deville had been fired from her position as WWE official. I was so excited, so happy. I'm so glad that that shit is over. Moving on, Kevin Owens and Alpha Academy attacked Ezekiel. Owens posed as his brother Ken Owens, trying to get Ezekiel to admit that he is actually Elias. After Elias attacked, um, Alpha Academy ran into the ring to help Owens hit a stunner. Um, I'm loving... Kevin Owens can do no wrong. Kevin Owens can take a crazy, dumb-ass story and make it gold. Shout-out to Kevin Owens. Um... Veer Mahan defeated Frank Loman with the cervical clutch. Um, Sasha Banks and Naomi defeated Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. via pinfall when Naomi hit Nikki A.S.H. with a face buster. Um, Champa defeated Mustafa Ali um, with a reverse DDT. The Miz was special gets referee and gave Ali very slow counts before making the fastest count possible on the pin to give up Champa for the win. So it's looking like the Miz and Mustafa Ali will be feuding, which I'm excited to see. Um, and last but not least, it was Asuka versus Bianca Belair for a number one contendership. If Asuka wins, um, she becomes the number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship um, Bianca Belair ended up defeating Asuka via disqualification after interference from Becky Lynch. Lynch, who was on commentary, attacked Belair during the match. Before attacking Asuka and hitting her with the manhandle slam, making the third of eight matches on the night that ended via disqualification. Yeah, that's the only thing I, I kind of had an issue with. It was too many disqualifications in one night. But um, it, it's driving a story, so I'm not too mad at this one. Um, so that was Monday Night Raw. Pretty good. I, I, I definitely enjoyed Raw. I definitely did. Um, we're going to take a small break, and then I'm going to come back with I have a couple of news uh, 
things that have to do with WWE, and then we're going to wrap it up. So stay tuned, stay locked. This is our last little break. Stay tuned. And we are back. So, like I said, I have a couple of uh, news uh, things to tell you guys. So, first off, I was talking to you guys about Lacey Evans. So, Lacey Evans did a whole video package. It was like three or four weeks full of video packages. Um, And she came out um, this past Friday to a live crowd. Um, and it's now being reported that Lacey Evans is now a WWE Raw superstar as of this week. Um, so WWE, like I said, recently ran a series of five vignettes to build to Evans' return to the SmackDown brand. With an emotional Evans recalling her childhood and her journey to where she is at today. The series ended this past Friday night on SmackDown, and Evans, with a new theme song, was introduced to a live crowd for a big babyface pop. In an update, um, PW Insider reports that Evans has been moved to Raw brand internally. It is also noted that Evans will be working as a heel. On the Raw brand. This is very interesting because of her recent vignettes, which have, you know, received a really, a very strong babyface reaction. Um, it's weird. I don't know. Like, we need a lot of, like, I don't know why everybody's moving to Raw. We need a strong women's presence on SmackDown. And I thought having Evans be over there would have been cool because Charlotte looks to be taking a small break. Um, Of course, we have Sasha and Naomi, but they're bouncing back and forth. Um, We have Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Unless y'all going to start pushing Aliyah and Shotzi and all of these other SmackDown women superstars who have not been on TV a lot lately. Um, and then we're still waiting on Bailey to return. So I don't know. It's just really weird to me. Raw is getting really stacked with women, and I don't know why. But um, we'll see how this goes. Um, and my last bit of news is... Um, Fans of WWE Universal Champion, the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, excuse me, uh, Roman Reigns, he is not advertised for any WWE TV tapings or live events for the months of July or August, with the exception of Money in the Bank and SummerSlam. Um, they're reporting that Reigns is not expected to take a extended time off. Well, he's expected to take an extended time off and that he will appear only on premium live events and TV tapings during the summer. Um, they also added that the only change in Reigns' schedule will be with smaller market house shows, which is why the Tribal Chief showed his gratitude to his fans in Trenton, North, uh, New Jersey last weekend. Um, 
he said this, I've been here a couple of times in the past 10 years. Um, I'm starting to work into a new phase into my career, and I honestly don't know if I'll be back here again. If that's the case, I just want to say thank you for all these years of support. Um, you also Zarian also noted that fans shouldn't read too much into the fact that Roman isn't advertised for any TV tapings during the summer, with Reigns expected to have big matches at three consecutive WWE stadium shows in July, August, and September. It is a likely it is likely that he will be appearing on TV to build up those bouts. Um so it's just really looking like that they're he he's not really gonna be doing live events anymore. And he's going to be scaled back on the TV tapings during the summer. Um, and he's really only going to, he's really only promoted, like really promoted um, on the pay-per-views or the premium live events, um, which is Money in the Bank and SummerSlam and the September show in uh, overseas. So... It's looking like Reigns is starting to dwindle, which usually happens um, after having such a long uh, span. But I will say that Roman has been working ever since, you know, the pandemic and he's come back and um, the crowds and stuff have been back. He has been at, at, like, because... He was at a live event that I went to last summer, and um, I was kind of a little shocked to see him, but uh, I, I enjoyed it. Um, so it's just looking like he got a new contract, and he's not going to really be doing live events in his um, TV time, and schedule is going to be a little bit lighter, uh, which, like I said, happens. Um, and that's pretty much it for this week. Um, I know I wasn't going to say, I know I said earlier, I didn't want to have a two hour plus episode, but it looks like we got there. That's what happens when, (laughs) when you take a week off, you got a lot of things to say. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I live for each and every last one of y'all. I love each and every last one of you guys. And if you guys want to reach me, y'all already know you can hit me up on any and every platform at Elijah Smalls and all of them. And that's pretty much it. I will see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Peace. This has been an EDS Squad TV production. This episode was produced and edited by Eli. Shout out to Anchor, the simple way to make a podcast.